0: Hello, everybody, and good morning. Welcome to you. It is Sunday, July 19, 2020. My name is John Firsty. I'm
1: Sarah Firsty.
0: We uh, lead the river in downtown New York City. It's a church that's been in downtown Manhattan since uh, 2004 and thank you for joining our online service today. Here we are uh, doing church in the age of the coronavirus, and it, it is strange, and it continues to be strange. I wish we could be together. I wish we could be in person and break all the rules of social distancing and hug and Uh, Just be together, but uh, here we are, Uh, I can't do that yet, but we are so glad that you are watching and participating in this way and connecting in this way. Thank you for that. We do want to interact, we do want to connect. You can do that with a comment, you can do it with a thumbs up, you can subscribe, you can send us email. We'd love to have personal interactions with you and we just want to start by saying thank you for watching. Whether you're an old timer, been around forever, or whether you're brand new around here, Thank you, we do appreciate you being here today.
1: And here's what we'd like to talk about in our video today. It's invitations, big and small, divine invitations. And today we're gonna pitch the idea that Jesus is always, and I mean always, inviting us all in a myriad of interesting ways to experience more life in all its fullness. He's throwing out invitations to everyone, everywhere. And these invitations touch on who we are as people and what God is up to in our world. And at their very essence, these invitations invite us to stop, to notice and to appreciate Life. I think of these invitations as moments where the supernatural world and our regular old lives can intersect in surprising and joyful ways.
0: So what we're gonna do is consider three specific examples today. And one example will come from the Bible. And one example is a real life story from the river about uh, something that happened about 17 years ago now. And a third example we have is one that is happening right now in the world at large. And then lastly, we will talk about invitations that are a little smaller, uh, quieter, something that we are all likely to encounter every day if we pay attention. And the big idea of our talk is that we want to see if there are lessons we can learn about recognizing and taking advantage of invitations from God right now. And so, with all that being said, let's look at our first example. It comes from the very beginning of both Matthew and Mark's Gospel. And we get the story of the calling of the very first disciples. This is the story that kicks off all of Jesus, uh, the the Gospel stories of Jesus' life. And so, um, here we go.
1: One day, as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, also called Peter, and Andrew, throwing a net into the water, for they fished for a living. Jesus called out to them, Come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. A little farther up the shore, he saw two other brothers, James and John, sitting in a boat with their father, Zebedee, repairing their nets and he called them to come too. They immediately followed him, leaving the boat and their father behind. Jesus traveled throughout the region of Galilee, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. News about him spread as far as Syria and people began soon bringing to him all who were sick and whatever their sickness or disease or if they were demon possessed or epileptic or paralyzed he healed them all large crowds followed him wherever he went people from galilee the ten towns jerusalem from all over judea and from the east of the jordan river thank you you're
0: welcome nice nice job reading okay so there you go that's how the story of jesus kicks off James, John, Andrew, and Simon, who will later be known as Peter, um, obviously benefit right away from accepting Jesus' invitation to follow him. So what we see is within a matter of moments, they go from fishing for a living to something quite unexpected. They're essentially traveling with this itinerant rabbi and faith healer all around the region. So their world immediately expands, I love that. So one day they're casting nets and seemingly the very next, they're watching all manner of miraculous events, sicknesses and diseases are healed, people who are suffering, suffering from all kinds of things, demonic oppression, whatever, are freed. Uh, This is a remarkable result from accepting Jesus' invitation. And of course, we know now that that was just the very beginning. We know that their lives, and now ours too, all this time later, will never be the same as a result of them saying yes to this invitation. That's interesting to think about. But what I would like to look at just for a second is about the way, the way that Jesus invites them. Specifically, when he says to them, come, follow me, I will show you how to fish for people. And what I see there is that you can really sense the excitement you can, accept, you can sense the excitement. It's like Jesus is saying to these fishermen, things are about to get very interesting, and if you'd like, you can join me in this journey. And it's exciting because of what Jesus is about to do. He, in essence, he's saying, I am initiating a whole new thing in the world, and I'm inviting you to participate with me. I think that's really wonderful.
1: The promise of Jesus inviting these fishermen to show them how to fish for people is interesting. Jesus is saying, not only will you observe amazing things, but I will do some amazing things in you. And the invitation is connected to their core identity, not something new, Hmm. but rather something that more fully completes them. It's not just God using people for his purposes, but an invitation that helps them become the fuller version of who they already are. I love what that says about how our partnership with God works. We're not just pawns on a chessboard that's put into play, but rather we're individuals who are known and seen and invited into something bigger and better than what we can ever imagine. Hmm. I think invitations from God sound something like this. Let me expand your view of who you are and what you can accomplish. And in my view, the most amazing thing about faith is that at its core, it's an invitation to become Who we really are. A common misunderstanding is that to be fully realized as a devout and spiritual person, a person of deep faith, that somehow it means that we become something different, when in reality it means becoming who we really are, who God is making us to be.
0: That's great. That's really interesting. So, there you go. The 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 calling of the first disciples is is the first uh, classic example of an invitation from God. And here's a second one. And this is a story of another invitation that you are a part of currently, a story about the river. And maybe you are aware that our church started back in 2004 when Charles and Caroline Park moved to New York City from Boston with a small team of people to start this brand new community. And then in 2008, we showed up and joined in on on the team and the community as well. But actually the story I wanna talk about today happens before all of that, before the church even got started. So say 2003 or thereabouts. Uh, 2003, do you remember what you were up to in 2003?
1: Were you born in 2003?
0: do we have? Okay, kids. Uh, so here's the story. So the, at that point, um, in 2003 or thereabouts, the parks were doing some early reconnaissance for the river. Uh, you know, before taking the plunge to move to the city, they came here to, to scout things out, to get the lay of the land, and to see if God had anything to say, any, any nudges or, or hints about what God was up to. And that team that they came with included people with prophetic gifts. And, and by that, what I mean is people who uh, have the ability to accurately discern what God might be saying in specific situations. And back then, in 2003 now, they did have a distinct sense that God was issuing an invitation to the group that would become the river. Now, you must remember that this is a short time after the 9-11 attacks and downtown, and really, of course, the whole city was still reeling. And what they thought they heard from God was something like this. God says, right here in downtown New York, I am building a tower of light, and you are welcome to join me in the work if you would like. That is what the team felt like God was saying to them way back in 2003.
1: And over all these years at the river, I have thought a lot about that. I I love the story. A tower of light. It really does sound like something God would say. And I think after all these years, it's really borne out. I love it because it contains the two elements that we saw in Jesus's calling of his first disciples. A statement of his intention and an invitation to join along. Consider this, God saying, I'm building a tower of light is very different than him saying, build me a tower of light and I will bless you as you do. God initiates and we respond. We partner with God, but it's not just up to us. Hmm. And that's a very big difference because one is a life giving invitation and the other is a heavy burden. Seeing God as an initiator, as opposed to an order giver is really important because it tells us that what God is up to is bigger than any one group or individual. Since its inception, the river has been invited to be a part of the bigger thing that God was and is still doing in New York. We're not the tower of light, but we get to shine our light as part of what God is doing.
0: Yeah, like like, like the song that mm. Kevin leads on these videos, right? This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. You know, it's it's classic thought, right? Well, um, so now what's fun to think about is that we are all here because that team of individuals said yes to the initiation and the invitation of God. I love that. We all contribute, but the Tower of Light is bigger than the river. And, and the river is bigger than the team that started it. The river is bigger than Charles or Caroline. It's bigger than John and Sarah. And I think that's important to keep in mind. And put it this way, if you feel that you have experienced something good at the river, and I think most of us has, that's why we're here, then consider that it all began with an invitation. Mm. I think that's really good stuff. Okay, so the third example of an invitation from God is one that I think people are responding to all across the world right now in an unprecedented way. And I'm speaking, of course, about the invitation for us to address racial injustice in our lifetimes. Uh, in ways, really, that few of us have ever seen before. It's an invitation, I believe, from God to see the reality of racism, to challenge it and to uproot it uh, from our lives, our society, and our world. I mean, what is Black Lives Matter but an invitation from the Almighty to see God's justice and peace and equality be more fully realized in our lifetime. It's an invitation. Uh, we've, we've said this before, and I'm going to repeat it again now. In our view, these the tragic deaths of George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, and, and way too many others, those deaths have ushered in what, what we're calling a prophetic moment. God is inviting us to move forward as individuals, and as a community and as a society to finally address the systemic racism that has been embedded in our lives and in our churches and in our country. And over the past several weeks here at The River, we as a church community have really been wrestling with this invitation and really trying to respond as best we can to that invitation. Um, if you haven't watched the videos from the last couple of months, we encourage you to do so because there are videos from other River Rights who are sharing their process about working to become better allies, and it has been very powerful. Uh, once again, I would say God is initiating. God is moving things forward, and we are invited to participate in this. Uh, but it's not going to be easy.
1: Personally speaking, I realize that I'll need to give up my preference for friction-free environments. I don't want to shrink back from awkward moments or difficult conversations because I know that's how true change happens. And we need to change. The river has been a diverse church for many years now. But now I think we're being invited to something beyond peaceful coexistence. Something that is deeper. Something that requires more honesty, more grace, more tenacity. But this is something we can do together with with each other and with God. Mm-hmm. It's not the first time we've had an invitation like this. Right, right a few years ago as a church community we made the decision to welcome god's lgbtq kids back into the community with full inclusion Mm -hmm. this wasn't just being smart or brave it was a matter of responding to jesus's invitation
0: yeah
1: it was almost as if jesus said to us I'm doing something wonderful these days, but it will fall outside of the traditional boundaries of American evangelicalism. Do you want in? You're invited, but it's really up to you. And I'm so glad we said yes.
0: We said yes. And now Jesus is leading us as a church to confront racial injustice. And I don't mean just out there somewhere, really, I mean in here as well. And having said that, I don't, I don't pretend to have this all figured out, and I'm not presenting myself as any prime example to follow. Uh, but I will say this, I am done living in willful ignorance to my own privilege as a white man. And I am ready and willing to take a hard and close look at the ways that I've contributed to a society that, that places a foot of oppression on the neck of people I love. And I don't ever want to go back. And I am committed to fully accept this invitation from God and see where it leads for me personally and for, for our community.
1: So those are three examples of in God's invitations. The big idea is that God is always up to something interesting and unexpected. God's invitations touch on something already existent inside of us. And at the same time, they bring something new out of us. And God's invitations are not precious or limited. We don't just get one invite there's a constant flow of invitations from God. If you miss one party, he'll invite you to the next. Hmm. And the one after that, they're really harder to miss than you might think. Invitations from God are like seeds in the parable of the sower, liberally scattered, almost wastefully generous. Hmm. There's always another handful coming your way. And if one doesn't take root, Another will show up shortly. So if you ever feel like you've missed an invitation from God, don't worry. There's a fresh one sitting in your inbox right now. We've highlighted big invitational moments today. Jesus calling, calling his followers, the Tower of Light, Black Lives Matter. But so many invitations are just tiny moments. God invites us to stop, to notice, and appreciate life.
0: So if you will allow us, we want to end with a personal story here. Um, we, like everyone else, are in a very strange time. We're, we're, we're broadcasting from California. We've been here almost seven weeks now. We came in order to care for an elderly family member. And it was a strange experience because we went from being scrupulously quarantined in our apartment in downtown New York to then being crammed on a packed airplane on a cross-country flight and then we arrive in Orange County having left one coronavirus hotspot to only to find ourselves smack dab in the middle of another one here and we've been living out of a suitcase and facing challenges we just never expected and to be perfectly honest these have been some of the highest stress moments Uh, maybe we've ever faced. And I know that we're not alone, that many of you, many of you, are in similarly stressful circumstances right now. You too have been, all of us, have been facing unexpected challenges of our own. Uncertainty abounds, and stress uh, for many of us is kind of off the charts. But in the middle of all of this, we have been noticing invitations from God all over the place uh, throughout the day, throughout every day. Um, We keep feeling like we're being invited to stop, to notice, and to appreciate. You know, in our case, it might mean the, uh, the incredible diversity of plant life out here or the particular color of a California sky or, you know, the rolling waves on the beach Uh, birds outside the window. We just had a squirrel run by (laughs) and it had to go, and it's like, (laughs) wow, that's kind of fun. And um, it seems to us like God is always inviting us and saying, in essence, find me in the now, in this moment.
1: That's our prayer for all of us. In these crazy times that we will get better at seeing and responding to God's invitations, knowing that the goodness, God's goodness and love mean that every single invitation we receive, big or small, will ultimately lead us to life in all its fullness. Let's pray. God, thank you for your love and kindness. Thank you that you are showering us with invitations, inviting us to fullness of life. I pray that we would get better and better at recognizing those and saying yes, trusting that where you lead us is good. Thank you, God, for your active, loving presence in our life. In Jesus'
0: name, amen. Would you pray or sing the doxology together with us to close our time? Praise Praise God God from from whom all blessings blessings flow. Praise God all creatures here below. Praise God for all that love has done. done. Creator Christ and Spirit One. Amen. Thanks, everybody.